2: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Hey, everybody. Kendall Rogers with D1 Baseball here. Ahead of this weekend's Kubota College Classic at Global Life Field, uh, Mike Rooney and Joe Healy sat down with the team's coaches to discuss expectations, the preseason, and the pathway moving forward. So get ready for this weekend's exciting tournament action at Globe Life Field. Uh,
4: Joe Healy here had a fun chat with Arkansas head baseball coach Dave Van Horn. We talked about his team leading up to the season, some points of emphasis for them. We talked about maybe some breakout players there, talked about the importance of a guy like Kendall Diggs, a little bit of an underrated star in their lineup and his veteran presence. And then we talked about just taking part in a tournament like this in a setting like Globe Life Field for the Razorbacks. Enjoy. Joe Healy with D1 Baseball here with Arkansas Head Baseball Coach Dave Van Horn. His team is taking part in the Kubota College Baseball Series against Oregon State, Oklahoma State, and Michigan at Globe Life Field the second weekend of the season. Uh, sounds like a fantastic tournament. It's, it's going to be a lot of great teams there taking part. It's going to be a lot of fun. Coach, uh, I appreciate you joining us this morning. Well, I appreciate you having me. We're excited to, to
1: get back to Arlington. and The venue is amazing. Um just everything about it. Obviously, the ballpark is second to none. We know the weather is going to be good inside the ballpark, and uh, hotel situation, fantastic. And they built another really nice hotel right across the street. And I think this will be our third time there. And I, I basically informed whoever's making the decisions that if invited, we're going to, we're going to come back because it's it's a great location for our fans. The Razorback fan base and the Metroplex is is big, and our fans from up here can can get there, and
4: it's something that our, our players really look forward to. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your players looking at your team. First off, is there is there a theme or a point of emphasis that you and your coaches have had for this club as you approach opening day?
1: Well, it's, I don't know, maybe not a point of emphasis. We, It just seems like the last three seasons we've lost like our, our whole lineup. So like maybe seven, one year, six starters, the next, and approximately the same the past. Just, we have to make sure we're good on the, on the others, on the defensive side. And we spent a lot of time fielding, uh, talking about it, working on it. And uh, you have to bring in maybe a transfer or maybe a JC transfer, not a bunch, but, but, but enough. And then maybe rely on a, a new freshman to come in and, and and help us out there uh, but we, we felt like that obviously we have some returning pitching uh, We brought in some really good young pitchers that i'm excited to see how they handle facing somebody with a different uniform on and uh, we feel good there and offensively brought in a couple of guys it's time for a couple of guys that are sophomores now that i feel like we're going to step up and some starters back a couple were injured, now they're ready to go, that, that we're going to swing the bat. We're going to have a tough lineup to maneuver through. So with all three of the, the pitching and the defense and now the offense, if we can just keep getting better week to week, we we got a chance to have a good club.
4: How much of a luxury is it for your club to have a guy like Hagan Smith fronting the rotation, not just because he's electric, but just been through the battles, done it just a little bit of everything for you guys?
1: it's, it's always, it's always a, a mental plus to have a guy that leads your pitching staff that's been there in the heat of the battle for two years. And he's really young for his age he, or for his grade. He's, he just turned 20 in August. and uh, So he will play the whole, his whole junior season as a 20 year old. He'll go through the draft as a 20 year old. And he's got, who knows how many innings under his belt. And he's done it all. He's been a, starter or middle guy a closer uh, we used him in the in the biggest moment of of our season two years ago against Oklahoma State in a winter advance to the Super Regional game when we're about ready to let his lead slip and we brought him out of the bullpen to to go through the top of their order with like a one or two run lead at, at the time and he did an incredible job so he's he's done it all he's ready to be a full-time starter he's built up, he's bigger, stronger.
4: It's 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 great having Hagen at the top. In the lineup, Kendall Diggs is a guy who's been really consistent and and maybe it's easy to overlook him a little bit, but what's the value of having him back not just on the field but in your in your dugout? Another
1: junior that's played a lot. He started most every game last year whether he was in right field or our designated hitter hit usually anywhere from two to five or six in the order, drove in a lot of runs, got some big hits. He's a lot of clutch hits some clutch home runs to win games. And uh, having him back, he's become more verbal this year, a quiet guy. The first couple of years just doing his thing and now really taking control and speaks to the younger guys and, and has just done a tremendous job. He had a real pretty swing. Uh, looking forward to him having another good year.
4: What do you feel like has to happen for this team to reach its ceiling, whatever that ceiling may be?
1: Yeah. I think we, if, if we stay healthy, obviously that, that'll be big. We went through more injuries last year than we have probably the last five combined. And we still fought through it. We didn't have enough at the end. We faced a really good TCU team that pretty much had our number from, from this tournament on. Honestly, they whipped us last year in this tournament and you never know how the games are going to go, but, We were out of gas at the end of the year. We knew it as a staff, and when they got after Hagen, we were in big trouble. And Hagen was a little tired as well. To reach our ceiling, we just have to continue to get better with our young players. Our young pitchers have to really contribute the second half of the season. Let the older guys handle it mostly early and then bring the younger guys along. But if you want to get to Omaha, you've got to have your freshmen help you out. And I tell our guys that every year, that without the freshmen, they're talented, they're just inexperienced at this level, they, they've got to help us. And if,
4: if that happens, we have
1: a chance to play for a while.
4: But last thing is about the facility and playing at Globe Life Field. The sight lines are different. The, the reads are a little bit different. What kind of things do you talk about with your team, if at all, when when going into a facility like this, especially for the guys who, who haven't done it?
1: Yeah. Fortunately, we get to work out on Thursday, even if it's for an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And and get getting you just get used to it. feel what you feel in there as a player and the sounds can you see the ball through the roof and all the different things. I think that's that's big and gets the nervousness out a little bit. We do tell them that the, the it's a fast surface. really love their they have turf infield, but they have the dirt as well. an unusual mix and you can do that inside probably a little easier than outside, but uh, the infield is quick balls is true there if you hit it it's going to go there's not anything pushing it around too much and you can you can hit some triples if you run hard <clears throat> excuse me but i think that the thursday practice really really helps our players a lot get acclimated to the facility and it's it's
4: amazing that again is coach dean horn Arkansas baseball taking part in the Kubota College Baseball Series against Oregon State, Oklahoma State, and Michigan at Globe Life Field early this season. Coach, I appreciate you joining us. Okay, thanks for having me. Look forward to getting down there.
2: Mike Rooney here. Up next was Oklahoma State skipper Josh Holliday. Talked to Coach Holliday about some new faces for the Cowboys, the excitement around the transitions in the Big 12, and just the opportunity to play a really good field in a big league venue. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Ahead of the Kubota College Baseball Series at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, we are visiting with Josh Holiday, the skipper of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Coach Holiday, great to see you. Hey, could you give us a thirty thousand foot view of this year's Cowboys?
5: Yeah, we uh, we've got a nice mix of returning players from a year ago, several of whom were were mainstays and key contributors, and then we have a really a nice group of newcomers that we're heavily relying upon to come in and fill some. Some major holes in the lineup from the perspective that guys graduated or were drafted. So nice mix of returning players. It's important our newcomers jump into this thing right away. Obviously, an early season challenging schedule that we face starting out on the road for the first eight against some of the best teams in the country will test us early. But a nice combination of some established guys that have that have done it and amazing opportunity for some new guys to jump in here and see what they're capable of.
2: Love it. Hey, let me ask you about a couple returners, Josh, and let's start with Carson Bench, two-way player, really athletic guy, left-handed hitter. What what are the roles that you see for him on this team? Because he is a two-way guy, and, and how important is he to this club?
5: Yeah, Carson's a really unique player, Runes. He, he's a guy that when he came in, he could play all over the infield. He was obviously an extremely gifted pitcher. Unfortunately, we lost him to Tommy John his freshman year. Since then... It's been great to get him back on the mound. I think he's full strength. He's also become an outstanding right fielder, also capable. The key for us is going to be, one, to keep him healthy and in the lineup, and two, to figure out just where he fits on the mound in terms of our pitch plan because he's definitely talented on the mound as he is in the batter's box. So two-way players are great. Managing them, keeping them healthy, finding the right routine and fit is also really the big part of the puzzle and Carson is is rare in that he is equally as talented on both sides of the ball.
2: How about Josh Nolan? Schubert was a kid, came in as a freshman. He's a Michigan kid and just had a, a, a hellacious freshman year. A Ton of home runs, ton of RBIs. He's an enormous kid. What what is he? What 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 is the role that he's going to have for you all this year?
5: <clears throat> well, we just need Nolan to continue his progression. You couldn't have asked for a more productive freshman season he hit in the middle of a very good batting order he cleaned up all kinds of rbi opportunities the multiple doubles home runs put together an awfully good slash line when you look at a six foot six freshman adjusting to this level of pitching i was really really amazed by what he did as a freshman and now this year with some of the guys surrounding him gone there'll be a lot of focus uh, on him <clears throat> he'll need to take his walks he'll need to work for good pitches He'll need to use the whole field, which is something he does exceptionally well for a, a six-foot-six power hitter. But we just need him to continue his growth. I think that's the biggest thing when guys go from supporting cast members to, to focal points is to not try to do too much. Play good baseball. Do do what it is that makes you special and unique, and trust the guys around you to do their jobs. And that's kind of part of rebuilding or reinventing a lineup. It happens every year. With, with each change of the season, guys move on to professional baseball or graduate, and guys elevate and climb into new space. So just need him to handle the new space that he's in. That's it.
2: Awesome. Uh, on the newcomer side, Josh, it sounds like you've got a, a kid in Brian Holiday that, that could have a significant role in your pitching staff. Yeah, Tell us about him. Where is he from? What kind of pitcher is he?
5: Yeah, Brian had a tremendous fall for us. Brian is a, a junior college transfer from Central Florida. He's a Florida kid, led the state of Florida in strikeouts, The senior high school he pitches with tremendous energy. What he lacks in height at five foot ten, he makes up for in elite competitiveness. He's got a four-pitch mix, a great curveball, a ton of believability about who he is. I love the way he competes. I love the teammate that he is. This guy has lots of leadership qualities, and he's not afraid to get right in the middle of this. I just love the the mound presence, the toughness, and the team confidence that surrounds him when he's on the mound for us.
2: Love it. Hey, Josh, let me ask you about the Big 12 real quick. The, the conference realignment can be hard on fans. I consider myself a college baseball fan and I get headaches over conference realignment. That said, like for the Big 12, I couldn't be more excited for the Big 12 in baseball with the teams that you're bringing in this year, the teams that you're the, the two Arizona schools coming in next year. From your perspective, I would imagine you're fairly excited as well for just the, the evolution of the league in baseball.
5: Runes, as things have happened and played out, when you look at the the Big 12 model this year and years to come, when it comes to baseball, when you add schools like Arizona, Arizona State, two of the the greatest baseball tradition schools in our history, then you add to that some of the the warm weather schools that have come in. I think a Central Florida, a Houston, two schools that sit in baseball hotbeds, uh, tremendous baseball talent, both in Florida and in Texas and in those respective cities. These programs that have already been very competitive are only going to improve. Then you add add some new challenges and some new places when you get over into the upper Midwest, schools like Cincinnati, great athletes all over that part of the country. And then a unique opportunity now to bridge the Big 12 to the West Coast through NYU and Utah. It's going to have a different look. It's going to have a different feel, but it's going to be elite college baseball. When you look at some of the, the last 10 years, the Texas Techs and TCU's and Oklahoma States of the world have been really, really good front and center. The teams that that change affiliation versus the teams that we welcome in, Big 12 baseball continues to grow. It grows in size, it grows in our reach, and I think it grows in depth too.
2: Awesome. Hey, last one for you, Josh. A tournament like this, obviously, going to Play incredible competition, and but also in a big league park, and, and playing at Globe Life Field. What what are the benefits from your perspective of playing this level of competition, also with that that big league setting?
5: Well, first of all, you're going to figure out where you're at as a team right away because the the teams that you're up against are, I think, some of the more elite rosters in the country this year. Two, you know, you're getting the games in which early in the college baseball season is so important. The facilities, state of the art, the controlled climate gives you that peace of mind. Hey, we're gonna line this thing up three days in a row, play three postseason caliber games, and do it in a setting and on a on a stage that can only grow us as a team, help expose us for where we're strong and show us where we can improve. And it's a heck of a lot of fun, right? When you when you play college baseball and you're part of something, those weeks and moments and times where you get the chance to play in games that are a focal point where people are watching, where people care about what you're doing, that's a lot of fun. So to g- to get a chance to be part of this particular tournament against this this field and these great players and coaches is going to make us better. And uh, we had a chance to do it last year, once again, against the elite competition at Globe Life. And uh, we certainly grew from that tournament. We played a couple of pretty good games and one game we weren't quite ready for. And next thing, we had a real feel for where we were at as a team and what we had to get better at. So it should be a lot of fun.
2: Love it. Josh, great visiting with you, and best of luck this year.
5: Okay, Rooney. Thank you. Mike Rooney here. Up
2: next, we caught up with Oregon State skipper Mitch Canham I talked to Coach Canham about the highly ranked Beavers, the excitement around their club, the last year of the Pac-12, and just the opportunity to play this type of field in a big league environment. Hope you enjoy the conversation.
0: Te presentamos a la familia López. Fashion es su pasión. Vas a ver que estos flare jeans los va a tener todo el mundo. Y cuando se enteraron de que Walmart ahora tiene un probador virtual para su centro de visión. Fashion show virtual. Aquí viene Silvia con monturas preciosas de DK en Wild. Le sigue José en lentes de Nike y Sandra con lentes de Bibi que le quedan bellos. Con mis flare jeans. Pruébate todos los looks con el probador virtual de Walmart. Sube tu prescripción y compra tus lentes online para que te lleguen directo a casa. Bienvenido a un cuidado de visión más fácil. Bienvenido a tu Walmart. Si aplican restricciones, visita Walmart.com para más detalles.
2: Ahead of the Kubota College Baseball Series at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, we are visiting with the Oregon State head coach, Mitch Canham. Mitch, it is great to see you. The season is, is upon us here. Let me ask you this. People are really excited about the Beeves headed into 2024. Give us a high-level view of your club, if you could.
7: I try to remain pretty calm. Uh, with, I know we have a lot of attention with the way our offense is performing, and it's a very exciting group after watching them go out and train this last summer when the season ended and then come in this fall, the way that they're supposed to, right. In better shape, moving faster, bigger, stronger, the whole deal. But the, the togetherness that, that these guys have is none like I've seen. We went up to Calgary for an international trip in the fall. And those nine days we spent together with each other was, was probably the most life-changing week and a half of events put the phones down, get to know each other. And so you see the way that these guys are training right now. And that's what I'm focusing on, <clears throat> not necessarily results on the field. We still have a few weeks until the season kicks off, but it's the progression that they're going about, the togetherness that they have, the, the way that they continue to uh, develop around our pillars here. There's, there's speed, no doubt. There's a lot of power. There's a lot of arm strength, and I think this this last offseason, we really bolstered the the pitching staff quite a bit, too. And some of those freshmen we saw throw a lot of innings last year, they've even taken big jumps in their game as well. Awesome. All right, so
2: you, so returners, the, the headliner is Travis Bazzana. You've got He's a National Player of the Year candidate. Really unique player and kid, Australian. Seems, you would know, I've never met him, but seems like an awesome kid. But describe the player to us, and then describe the, the kid to us, if you could.
7: It's hard because they're they're like combined. Those that is an amazing human being right there. And if you haven't got to spend time with him, runes, you got to just fly out and just hang (laughs) with him because I know he's so fun. Just uh, as as a as a player, it's electric, right? Offensively, we were looking up just numbers, doing a little (laughs) True Media dive, and end zone whiff is is nine percent, nine point three, I believe, from last year. He goes out in the Cape. Starts off a little slow and then he's the batting champion out there. He came in as a a, a true freshman playing for the Corvallis Knights and he hit over 400. And every game looked the same. Bunt base hit, double off the wall. Stolen base, stolen base. Bunt base hit, double off the wall, stolen base. Stolen. And it's like, okay, so he's an offensive threat, but also like what he's trying to accomplish as a, as a leader is so impressive. He's studying psychology here so he can – better his mind game and also help those around him. So it's not just, he's going to class just to fill time. Everything he does has a big purpose behind it. Cares about the other guys in the clubhouse, cares about the community. I can go out and and attend any event and he's going to be there. I can go to a little league game and he's Ubering over to go watch the, the, the kids play because he also knows that platform he has holds a lot of weight and kids look up to him. And so he wants to inspire. So see, already I'm talking about the baseball, Travis, and I can't help but talk about the type of person he is, but he's uh, just the other day. uh, He, he doesn't mind at all. If you get on him, Hey, we need to work on our backhand flips uh, on our double play feeds. That's just something that one little area where we can tidy things up. He's continued to work on his range. He's continued to work on any aspect of it. I think that's the one thing that is beautiful about Travis. He wants honesty and he believes that he is going to accomplish anything you throw at him. Tell him no and watch him like turn it into a yes really quickly. And his belief in the people around him is remarkable. I, I It's like he, if you come in and say, hey, I believe I'm one of the top 10 best guys in the country at this, Travis is going to look at that guy and say, no, you are the best in the country at it. Don't you believe it? I believe in it. And so it's just, you can have such deep conversations with him. um, And he's just, he's just very comfortable in this environment and wherever he goes. And he just wants, he wants to make the most of it. When he went home for Australia, like to Australia over break, just making the most of his time with his family and, and his community there as well. Obviously we all know he has the opportunity to play for a very, very long time. And I hope that we get to, after this year's over, he's going to accomplish the goal he set out here to do, and that's when it all. And then after that, we get to see him train in the offseason. Got to love it. Hey, so so even if you guys had zero
2: newcomers, Mitch, people are going to be excited about your team and everyone you returned. But you, you, you did add some great newcomers, and two that jump off the page for me are a big power right-hander from Arizona, Aiden May, and then a shortstop from Washington State and Elijah Line. What are roles that you feel, what, what where do those guys bring to your club this year?
7: Well, uh, starting with both guys, again, they wouldn't be here unless they had tremendous character, and their work ethic. And even after our our annual diamond dinner the other day, Aiden is the kind of guy. He came over to me and he goes, "I really appreciate you having me here and getting to be a part of this." And he didn't have to say that, but it was just gratitude. We focus a lot on gratitude here, and the fact that he came over to me at the end of the night when the evening was over he need all the guys need to take off we got practice the next morning but he went out of the way to to express some gratitude for having an amazing pitching coach and and brothers in the clubhouse so people again off the charts yes sir this yes sir that just very respectful but uh, bringing Aiden in like he, him and uh, Kamats who's been a weekend starter for us since he got here uh, we're best buddies in high school. And so that transition, once once he was available, the the conversations went pretty rapidly. And it was easy because we had a reference that was talking to us about what a tremendous person he was. And you can see the stuff. Having competed against him in the season last year, watched him pitch at the Pac-12 tournament, there's electricity in there. And his pitch design, we've continued to work on a few different tweaks or even just controlling his tempo because it's an electric arm. And so making sure, especially how he works more right to left with all of his stuff, it's a, it's horizontal movement, sinkers, the, the, the sliders, it's moving each and every which way. And so trying to get him to get over the plate, more stuff that we can focus on with grip stuff that we can focus on using our, our edge and our track man data, and even just some, some mental game stuff that, it's going to help him go out and compete. If we can continue to elevate the 00 and 1-1 one, one counts, attacking it uh, in the zone, because this stuff moves a lot, that's going to lead to a lot of success. It's just what he's also brought to the other guys around him with mobility and, and velocity training and just mentality has been exciting to watch him pour into the other guys as well. The other part too, with Elijah, this guy is a Northwest kid. And he also had offers this last summer to go basically anywhere he wanted. But to stay here in the Northwest, and I think a lot of it was he looked around at the guys and said, I believe we can win. and We can win big with this group. I want to be challenged. I think him working up the middle. He gets to be around Bazana and, and Trotsky each and every day, right? And they also get to be around him. So iron sharpens iron. And these guys are all pushing each other. Trotsky's a phenomenal defender, right? Hayline's got a electric bat. Bazana is incredible in, in all facets of the game. And now you got Carraway over there and Guerra over there, too. This is a an infield mix. And 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 really, if I could, I, I'd go into Tice Peterson and Jacob Craig and Forrester and all the other guys, Dawson Santana and Jones. Like, there's an awesome group of infielders that are pushing each other offensively, defensively on the bases. And it's it's just fun to watch each of those levels. And Elijah having played third base and, and shortstop and also had some time at second base last year as well. He's u- big utility in there and he's got the arm strength to stay on the left side, but it's been, it's been fun watching these guys compete when they come in and how quickly they are becoming a real part of the clubhouse, not just still an outsider and needing a lot of time. So our guys did a really good job uh, onboarding all the freshmen and and, and uh, newbies this year where as soon as we got back from Canada, it just felt like we were, we, we've all been together for a very long time.
2: That's awesome. Hey, last one for you, Mitch, this tournament and you're playing at Globe Life Field. It's a big league ballpark. It's going to be outstanding competition. What it, It's an obvious question, but what does that, what does that bring to the table for you, for this team that that's got a chance to do some special things?
7: Yeah, there's a lot of excitement uh, going into the season, number one, but also the buzz going on with, hey, you guys are playing in the big league stadium. Just got done winning the World Series over there, right? And the, the amount of people that are going to be traveling down there, we're excited to see him. We always travel really well to surprise 3,000 plus people are coming down there. And now this gives a, a, a little added buzz and we're playing great competition there as well, which... Also, people are ecstatic about playing Arkansas and Michigan and Oklahoma State. Everyone's – the strength of schedule piece is huge, and the storyline that goes along with playing some of those other teams in our past has been exciting. And I think that's a lot of what baseball is, right? It's community. It's memories. And and that's why you love the season, and you love collegiate summer baseball as well and watching families gather and do the firework shows and all that stuff – it's just such a – it's obviously a beautiful sport, a life-changing and learning sport, and then to go out and do it in this big big time of a stadium is is electric. I'm, I remember in college we played up at, uh, at Safeco at the time, the Mariners ball club, against UW. And that was – everybody in batting practice was trying to launch them into the stands. <laughs> Case is getting mad because none of us are hitting line drives. We're elevating because you just want to hit one out at a big league ballpark And so I also remember a lot of those emotions that came through um, playing in a a big environment like that. The more you do it, the the calmer you get, the more at home you feel. And so this will be a great, uh, a great few weeks for us on the road.
2: Awesome. Mitch, good luck this year and we'll see you down the road. Appreciate it.
7: Ruins, you're the man. Thanks for the time.
2: You got it. Mike Rooney here. Up next, we caught up with Tracy Smith. Head coach at Michigan, talked to Coach Smith about being back in the Big Ten, the excitement around his young Michigan club, and just the opportunity to play this type of competition in a big league stadium. Hope you enjoy. Ahead of the Kubota College Baseball Series at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, we are joined by Michigan head coach Tracy Smith. And Skip, it's great to see you. As we get ready to, we're we're, we're getting into
3: the 2024 season. Could you give us maybe a 30,000 foot view of your club this year? Well, it's a entirely, almost an entirely new club. I think we got, by last count, I thought somebody said 27 new guys. So, But I like what I've seen so far. We, In today's world and college landscape, the portal is a little bit of the factor building rosters, so I thought we did a really good job of that. And um, We're a veteran, a lot of transfers on the position player side, relatively young on the pitching side, but there's some talent there. So I'm really looking forward to the season to be able to give you a better answer of that, <laughs> maybe mid-March. Yeah.
2: Hey, so let's talk about a more of a proven commodity. Mitch Voigt, two-way player for you all. Looks like this kid's got a
3: star written all over him. Tell us about Mitch Voigt. Well, first of all, he's a a talent. But the team part of it, because Mitch was an All-American third baseman closer for us last year, we're going to elevate his role to what we think is a starting position for us on the mound. Probably on Sunday, so as the challenge in that is manage the arm when you've got a talented position player. So we've asked him to move to first base. And maybe against the personal piece for him, but he was all in because he realizes the importance. So we want to manage his arm, but he's looked really, really impressive offensively and uh, on the mound up to this point in our preseason. Just as a hitter for Voigt, is is this like a your three hole guy with power? How would you describe him as a hitter? He's just a he, he's our three hole. If we're opening tomorrow, which that's coming up, But if we're opening tomorrow, he's penciled in the three hole, and he, he provides really just good at bats. And if you make a mistake, he can hurt you. I just like his approach. And for me, and I've said this to our coaches, I think it swings even more athletic this year. Like I like the improvements he's made over the summer and the experience of the Team USA, all of that stuff. So we're going to lean on him heavily to to not just lead in the locker room, but lead on the field. Awesome. How about um,
2: newcomers that that people following your club can excite? It sounds like Dylan Vigue, a, a young freshman right-hander,
3: is a really exciting arm for you all. A late pickup for us, and, and we didn't really – it was one of those where the recruiting happens so fast because of circumstances but he had a lot of success coming in actually pitched in the college summer league coming in it was rated one of the top performers in there we hadn't gotten a lot of a lot of info on him but this fall has been consistently 94 97 strikes and we feel if he can pitch for us in that Friday spot it's gonna make us but i've just make us you know a, a better team i've just been impressed with how focused particularly for a young guy like that and when you just look at him he oozes like confidence and, and his abilities certainly are, are there. But I'm excited to see when the lights are turned on what he's going to offer us. That's awesome. Is he a Michigan kid, or is that – like those late pickups are, are no, like no unicorns you know now. This way. He's an East Coaster there, and he's, he's got the gold chain. – he's got the chains. <laughs> it, yeah.
2: So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Hey, so, so, Skip, let me ask you one more question in particular to Michigan. They win the football national title. What's that like for your team as far as just – getting to ride that,
3: ride the season with the football team and have them have that level of success. So cool. Just It elevates this too, because everyone's watching and I'm talking even around the country from a recruiting standpoint, but our guys, there's there's an immense pride of athletes and just the student body in general at being at Michigan. But yeah, when you're a football team and is good and you can do that it just i don't care where you are you can walk internationally you can walk around the country if you have something on that says this you're gonna get at least 10 go blues and so our guys are feeling good and they want they want to be a part of that success too so it also there's that little bit of that kind of internal motivation as well as like hey they did it now it's our turn
2: awesome hey as far as the big 10 goes skip it's even for myself, I'm constantly. I need like one of those quarterback wristbands to know who's in what league. But you know, the Big Ten obviously is one of the two leagues that feel like it's going to be the power two at some point. Does that change? Do you have to address that with your team, or is is that something that you just want your players not even thinking about that? Let's just go play the seasons in front that's in front of us.
3: Yeah, I've always. Yeah, it's a great question. I've always been one to not really too worried too much about all the other stuff. The stuff that we can't control. We we preach constantly is. So I'm sure you did as a player in, in business is a hey, handle what you can. We'll let everybody else figure that out. But just from a, do I like it standpoint? I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome for the league, the big 10, and this is my second go into big 10, but I've been around a long time to see where the league is now, just from a baseball standpoint, I'm not talking about teams, but like facilities and infrastructure and investments. And now you add the teams, this thing's only going to get better and more challenging which, again, if you're a competitor, you're going to want that. But I love the face of what's happening right now because I think it's going to elevate our sport across the country.
2: Mm, that's awesome. Hey, last one for you, Skip, and I'll get you out of here. These, these tournaments at Globe Life Field, it, it is such a cool park. It's a big league park. I, I think it's an obvious question, but let me ask it. What, what, what is the opportunity there for you and your program and your club to get to play in a tournament like this with this level of
3: competition and in a big league park? Well, the big league park, I mean, I always love giving kids the opportunity to do some really cool experiences through baseball. So us to be able to play in a big league park, check. That's, that's an awesome, awesome thing. But from a competitive standpoint, we're going to know what our strengths and weaknesses are pretty darn quickly with the competition of Oregon state, Arkansas and and Oklahoma state. So I'm excited about the opportunity, but also excited about the challenge of really answering some of the questions because we're young, like I said, we, Replace darn near our entire roster. This will be a, a beautiful, beautiful weekend to really give us a chance to see what we got. Love it. Skip, good luck this year. Well, thank you. Looking forward to it.